0: Well, once again, welcome to Harvest Bible Church. Man, we could just go home now and be blessed. I tell you, that was, uh, that caught me up in the throne room of God, and I almost forgot where I was at. Thought I was in my own private prayer time and having a good time with Jesus, just get lost in the presence of the Lord. Amen? God is so good. He's so good. Well, we're so glad you're here. Welcome. And if you're here for the very first time, well, Praise God. Thank you for for coming. We're just a church that loves God with all of our heart. We want to reach and touch as many lives as we can. Amen. We want to build up. We want to equip. We want to make sure the body of Christ finishes its course. Amen. And we want to honor God. We just want to honor God in everything that we do. So if you're here and you are here for the first time, you'd like to get connected with us. We have some connect cards right there in the seat pockets in front of you. If you're tech savvy and everything, you can uh, shoot the QR code on the seat that's on the opposite side there that's just stuck on the back of the chair and uh, fill out all the stuff online and then go from there. We just love to get acquainted with you, get connected with you uh, because we want you to enjoy the blessings and the goodness of God. Amen. No matter what you're going through, God's a great God. He'll deliver you. He'll set you free and he'll be with you in the midst of it and bring you out of it. Amen. Hallelujah, because he's here. Glory to God. Well, amen. We're going to worship God with our tithes and with our offerings this morning. We're praising God for his amazing grace. Aren't you glad for AC? Hallelujah. We're glad that everything's working. It's all good. Glory to God. Now we're blessed and we're thanking God for his amazing grace and his goodness. You know as I shared on Wednesday some people have asked about well how did we pay for all of our cuz our roof ended up costing us about $205,000 for everything that we had to do it went from 97 to 205 but that's okay hallelujah you know because because of your giving because of the things and our stewardship you know we had the money in the bank to do it amen we thank God for that. So, you know, we had about thirty-five dollars or $40,000 come in on it, which we really rejoice in that. So if you want to still give to that, you can. We're still, you know, going to build our new building down here. We're still doing what, uh, uh, you know, God wants us to do. We're headed full steam into it. And uh, we're just, you know, we've just been paying cash as we go on all of the architects and all of the uh, civil engineers and everybody. We're just... And we're believing God. I am believing I'm believing you're going to be so blessed. I keep telling God he could just bless me and I could pay for it. But he doesn't want to do it that way, I don't think. I, at least he hasn't done it yet. I keep asking that. Me, me and Jim Hicks keep, keep a nice running commentary of who's going to get blessed first. Hallelujah. You know, he, he upped his. He said, oh, I'll give an extra million. So I got to up mine give an extra million now if I get the what well, we're doing. It. But it's all good. We keep believing for that and exercising our faith. Amen. And I'm sure hoping he gets blessed. I'm sure hoping he beats me. Hallelujah. (laughs) I pray for him. And all of you, too. I'm not only him. on. I pray for all of you. I do. I just pray that God causes increase into your life because we just want to see his hand. Amen? Why do we want to do that? Because we want to touch more lives. We want to bring back the king. Amen? Hallelujah so uh, if you fill out a card or if you fill out an envelope the ushers are going to be picking it up but we're going to pray over it first amen Mm -hmm. Father we thank you and praise you for oh how great you are what a privilege it is to bring our tithes to bring our offerings to worship you with our giving Lord thank you we honor you love you thank you for each and every person here that's purposing in their heart to give and Father all those even watching online that give Lord just thank you that you are causing the windows of heaven to open And you're pouring out blessings upon your church and upon your kids, hallelujah, more than we could even contain or even even think about. Lord, thank you. You always do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So we thank you for it, Father. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen and amen. i I should just go ahead. Let's receive this. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Well, we don't have any announcements that I know of, you know, because it's right at the end of the uh, month, and there's also, I think, five Sundays this month, so praise the Lord, you know, next week's the 30th, all kinds of things happening, so I do have an announcement there that Pastor Pamela is going to be preaching next Sunday morning. She's got an incredible message for all of you. (laughs) Hallelujah, amen. Uh, and, uh, uh, and reasoning for that, one of the things we try to get her to preach, I try to get her to preach at least once a month, but she, she doesn't preach unless she has something burning in her. So, and anyways, but she does have a really good thing because I'll be actually out of, I'll be in South Carolina at Hilton Head. It sounds like a great resort. It actually is. It's a beautiful place, but I'll be with uh, 12 missionaries from around the world ministering to them who are heads of churches and schools and Bible schools all around the world. It's representing a hundred churches. And I got asked to come in and minister to these ministers and pour into them for a whole week. Uh, why? I'm not really sure, but praise God they asked me. I, so I said, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so anyways, uh, you're going to get to share me with them. And so, uh, really good friends of mine, uh, that, uh, uh, I traveled around the world with in two thousand and four uh, and other times, and so uh praise god they 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 put it on, and so they asked me to come and be a blessing so i 'm going to go and do my best. amen, thank God for that so uh, just representing a, it's going you know it 's going to touch a lot of lives. People are coming from Albania and Greece and and India and Thailand and uh, different parts of the world so uh it 's going to be cool it is going to be a real cool place so We'll see what God says and does. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So it's good. Well, you know, praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, we're just going to share some truth. We're going to kind of pick it. Wednesday night, we had a time with it. Yeah, uh, junior high, you guys can take off. Hallelujah. Sorry. You know, I just get involved. there. Usually, uh, that's why we have announcements, so they can do all that. Let all the kids go. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. But Wednesday night, we had a unique time in the Lord about the name of Jesus and about just the power and the presence of God and understanding our role, our role. How many of you know that we have a role to do in in, in the earth today? That we are 11th hour workers, you know, that God saw fit that you would be born again, that you would love Jesus, you, you would want to know things about him during this time, that this is the greatest time to be alive is right now. There's nothing in the past that compares to the present and the future. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. See, because if you're always looking back to the past of the glory days, then you're going to be defeated in life. You're always going to be uh, disappointed. Amen. You will. You'll always be discouraged and disappointed if you think that the days were better. Now, granted, you know, in a lot of ways, wow, in a lot of ways, our country was 10,000 times better you know, a little while ago than it is now, okay? Things are, but, but if you look at your spiritual life and what you're supposed to be connected with, And where you're supposed to live and where you're supposed to rule and reign from and where you're supposed to get all your strength and where the kingdom that you belong to is, it's getting better better and better, brighter and brighter, stronger and stronger, and coming into full fruition. It's coming into the full expectancy. It's coming in. Why? Because God's about to send Jesus and bring us home. God's about to wrap this thing up. God's about to bring in full glory and full power. Why? Because that's his heart. That's his desire. Amen? And he chose you. You and I to be here at this time, to be put up with all the junk we get to put up with. Amen. And he chose us and he said, I want to, you to finish your course. Amen. We want to finish. We need to finish. You know, uh, it, you know, we need to, to do, take hold of the truth of the word of God that we may, you know, we may retire in the natural and be able to do things, but you know, you never retire spiritually. How many of you know, you never take a vacation from God. David said, though I make my bed in hell, you're going to be there with me. So, <laughs> hey, so no matter how crazy you do, God's going to be there. So we're not taking well, The reason is we don't want to take a vacation. From him. We want God to be here with us. Amen. Don't you want that? I want that. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. But see, God said the church is going to get brighter and brighter which simply means we've got how to know how to turn our lights on, how to get the brightness, how to tap into the power of the president and know that we're in a different kingdom. We need to understand that, you know, and, you know, use the, the power and the authority that God has given unto us. You know, the church hallelujah, is the highest authority. You need to understand that spiritually in the land, spiritually. You know, maybe not natural, but you know, don't worry about that because we're understanding that it's a spiritual kingdom. Do you ever ever kind of wonder, well, why does the devil hate us so much? Because we got everything he wanted. He said, "I'm going to exalt myself above the throne of God. I'm going to do all these things." We got exalted to the right hand of the Father. We got sonship. See, he's not—he wasn't a son of God. He was an angel, all right, and he got kicked out of heaven you know see the problem with him is that he got so caught up because he was the covering of, of, of the Lord and the glory of God uh, and, and the anointing and the presence of God was there with him and was causing great things that he thought it was his and that's what messed him all up is he thought wow look how good I am look how great I am he meant pride and of course he was so powerful that he took one third of the angels which is pretty crazy so he you know he's good at what he does he's a very good deceiver. He causes deception, he causes delusion. How many of you know we got a lot of delusions going on right now. People that I mean it totally makes no sense. Literally things that have been said and done when you listen to some it absolutely is it's 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 you know in 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 a natural thing. It's just crazy. Okay? It is it's like you think Okay, is anybody else getting this? Is anybody else realizing that this is not right? This does not make sense. This has no rationality with it. This has no, uh, uh, I mean, no, it's just like, wow. But the Bible says that there's going to be this great delusion in the end. There's going to be this great deception. Amen? But aren't you glad that you don't have to be deceived? Aren't you glad that you don't have to be delusional? Aren't you glad, hallelujah, glory to God, that you can walk by the Spirit of God? See, because the realm that we're supposed to be walking in and the realm that we're supposed to operate from is the spiritual realm. And we know so much, so little about that because we haven't taken time to train our spirits. We haven't taken time to really wait in the presence of God to know and know that the Spirit of God on the inside of us because where the kingdom is, the Bible says the kingdom of God's within you. Now that sounds kind of crazy. if it's, What are you talking about the kingdom of God is within us? Well, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit lives in us. The Holy Spirit recreated our spirit and lives within us and and speaks to us and shares with us what Jesus tells him and Jesus tells him what the Father says. Amen? Amen. That's why the Holy Spirit reveals that truth to us. And he gives it. He also said that what what happened is that we got everything that Jesus had on the earth and the way he walked and what he did, we're supposed to walk and do. John chapter 14, verse 12, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also course, and he also said, and greater works than these, and everybody gets caught up on the greater works, let's just do the works of Jesus, hallelujah, we get caught up on the, but the greater works, you know what the greater works is, we get to lead people to, to him, we get to get people born again, that's the greater works, the greater works, you know, that's the one thing, that we get to do is to share the gospel, and bring, and, and, and snatch a, a person out of the kingdom of darkness, and into the kingdom of the son of his love, or the kingdom of God, amen, so I want to talk to you about who you are. I want to talk to you about who you are and what you have. And I want to talk to you about, you know, we, we, we look at this in Ephesians chapter 1. We always talk about the prayer part of that. And usually we stop, you know, right after verse 19, uh, um, you know, and uh, sometimes verse 20, you know, uh, kind of thing where he's placed him. But I want to talk about Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21, all the way down to the end there. Because I want you to talk about what transpires and what authority God's given unto you and I. Because that's what the enemy is always trying to fight us against. Can we actually use what God says? Is this Bible real? Is the word of God uh, uh, powerful enough? And is it really true that if we actually believe it with our heart and say it with our mouth, it does something? Well, it did if you said that. If you believed that Jesus died on the cross and you confessed him as your Lord and Savior, it changed you. And you know it changed you. You went from death to life. Something happened. You're no longer you. You're different. And if you're not, well, we're going to have a salvation call at the end of this service so you can be. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Because you need to be different. You need to go from darkness to light. There's something that happens. You get born again. Amen? And so there's something that takes place. But the same way that you got born again is the same way that you receive all the things of God. It's the same way you exercise authority. It's the same way you receive healing. It's the same way you receive deliverance. It's the same way that you get all the things of of God is by believing in your heart and saying something with your mouth because you're saying the word of God. All scripture. The Bible says all scripture, you know, is powerful. It's quick. It's powerful. It's anointed. Amen. Amen. See, we've got to turn around and say, believe it. See, but when it comes to the matter of authority, we're not sure what we'll do. What do we have? We have authority, hallelujah, over the spirits. We have authority over the enemy. Amen? We have authority over the devil. We have authority over circumstances. We have authority in our own lives. And, And wherever we go, we have authority because where we go, the soles of our feet stand. We have authority in that area. Amen? We don't have authority over people's wills. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's why you want to come next week, because that's what, I mean, I'm letting me out of the bag. But she's going to be, it's powerful. It's really good. It's a Holy Ghost thing. Now, she's got 485 pages of notes, but it'll be good. And I'm, I'm, you guys are going to have to count. You guys have to watch the clock for because I'm not going to be there to look at her. So, look out. It's all good. She might not. She may never even get up off the piano. We never know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But look at here in Ephesians chapter 1 and uh, just for just because it's so wonderful let's read all of it here let's begin reading the verse 16 it says for I have not stopped thanking God for you I pray for you constantly asking God the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you spiritual wisdom and insight hallelujah or give you a spirit of wisdom and understanding hallelujah in the knowledge of the Lord God amen and that you would grow in that knowledge of God and I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand um, the confident heart. He has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the places of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Man, don't you just like that? He is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him a head over all things for the benefit of the church, and the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Amen. Amen. You know, I like this because another thing the Holy Spirit just kind of quickened into me. Notice it said that, verse 19, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe, for us who believe. Four words, for us who believe, for us who believe, for us who believe. Us who believe. Greg's going to ask me the title, for us who believe, okay. Y'all know I said that, so when he calls and texts me, I'm going to say, you didn't listen. No, he's he's, he's got it. For us who believe. How many of us, the hardest thing for, for Christians, I really believe, is for them to actually believe that they are who God says they are, that they have what God says they have, and that they can do what God says they actually can do. Because the enemy is always trying to beat us down. Amen? He's always trying to stop us. You know, in Mark's Gospel, there's a, it gives a, a thing over here when Mark's writing, and and. and Jesus is talking, he said that no man knows the hour or even the angels in heaven when the, when, you know, the son of man's going to come or you know, God's going to send Jesus. Only the father knows that. So he tells us, he says, so take heed, watch what you're doing. But he says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. It's like a man that's taking a far journey who gives authority to his servants. Aren't you glad that we're not servants? but We're sons and daughters of God. He gives authority so that we're going to occupy till he comes. But what that simply means is we're going to exercise his authority because he's made us ambassadors. You're an ambassador. You're representing uh, your country in another country. We are in another country. Amen. We are, you know, children of God. We are citizens of heaven. Amen. Remember what Jesus told us? It says, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, Now the world hated me, so it's going to hate you. So don't get upset about the world being the world. They do a good job at being sinners. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I like this passage of scripture out of the Message Bible. Let me preach that to you a little bit just because I like it. I think it'll, it'll, it, it just, it, what I want to do is I want to get things down on the inside so that you know, wait a minute, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to walk in any inferior. I don't have to to look around, throw up my hands and go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because guess what? Our kingdom's secure. So he says, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could get to go to heaven before you. I get to hang out in the glory. Hallelujah to go visit everybody and praise God and have a great time. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I don't want to go before my time because I don't want Jesus to say, hey, you ain't supposed to be here yet. How come you didn't use your faith? (laughs) Amen. Amen. I want them to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on. That's what I want to do. I don't want them to say, well... That's not what I'm looking forward to. I want it to be very successive there. Amen. Let me read this to you. This is verses 20 through 23 out of the Message Bible. All the energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. He put everything from galaxies to governments. No name and no power is exempt from his rule. Not just for the time being, but forever forever. He is in charge of it all, and he has the final word on everything. And at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks, in which he acts, and by which he fills everything with his presence. And we're desiring his presence because in the midst of everything, we can have an oasis. We can have peace in the midst of a storm. Amen? Because we've got that peace that passes all understanding. It guards our hearts and minds. Amen? Now, we have a responsibility. We have a thought process. Because if God's given us authority, you know, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth is given into me, so I give it to you, go ye and preach the gospel. Mark 16. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they're going to cast out devils. They're going to speak with new tongues. They're going to take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it's not going to hurt them. They're going to lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. And the, and the disciples went out, preached the gospel everywhere, and the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen? So we see all these things that God wants us to do, and he's given us authority. He said, Lo, I'm with you always. Amen? He's, he's given us all of these truths, but we have this. Do you know that just knowing you have something doesn't benefit you? You can have something, look at it, and set it up on the shelf and say, Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that so good? You can set food in front of somebody and it can be so good. They could be starving. But, oh, it's just so beautiful. It's just so wonderful. Oh, I just see. Look at, look at how good those things look at this. And you can describe everything. To, Man, I remember how good that was. But you know, if you never taste and eat it, it's not going to benefit you. You don't act on it. See, authority is yours whether you believe it or not. But it doesn't do you any good unless you act on it. Amen. Unless you use it. So how do we use it? I mean, but the first thing you've got to know how much it is. You've got to know what it is. You've got to know how much is behind it. How much authority do I really have? Jesus said, all authority is given to me. He turns around and gives us. And he didn't say, I'm going to only give you a half. I'm only going to give you a quarter. He said, I'm giving you authority on the earth. Amen. He gave us this authority. Of course, authority is simply delegated power. It's simply delegated power. You can't do anything in your own self. But thank God through Jesus we can. See, because with authority comes another fancy word here called dominion. And that's a word that most people don't understand. Everybody understands, well, I have authority, but nobody's exercising their dominion, and that's how you exercise authority. You've got to take dominion over things. Amen. Because that's what, Jesus, that's what the, uh, God said when he talked to Adam and Eve. He, and he, when he said, hey, listen, replenish the earth and have dominion. Most people don't understand. They say, well, <sighs> dominion seems like we have power over people. No, you have power. First of all, you've got to take dominion over your own self. In your patience, possess your soul. Take them in. Have authority in your own self. Have dominion in your own self so that you don't do all the dumb things you've been doing. I love you. I really do. I really do. But if you don't have enough authority to keep your mouth shut at times, you don't have much authority, okay? If you can't control your tongue, if you don't have enough authority and, and be able to speak what God wants you to say and do, we're in trouble. Amen? How many know that we're not supposed to uh, say everything we think? Have you ever been around somebody who's, not, who's unfiltered? I don't, you know, some people, you know, we're not saying any names, not looking around. Don't be looking this. Hallelujah. We love all of you. Praise the Lord. You know, you know and uh, listen, you know, it's, it's good to be, hallelujah, when I listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. But what does it mean to have dominion? It simply means that you're going to exercise control over the situation. Because you're the one that has the control over it. Because you have a control of the spirits that are operating in people. You don't have control over their will. They may not want to be delivered, but they cannot act and manifest themselves in your presence and around you when you're there. They have to go somewhere else. You can stop them from acting and doing no matter what. I remember, you know, uh, we drove up to a grocery store here in town, and uh, many, many, many years ago, and got out of the car, and so uh, we were walking toward the toward the grocery, store and all of a sudden there were four or five guys. I mean, they were in a very big altercation, and you could tell it. I mean, they were of course screaming, cussing, yelling, and and you know, all just coming at each other. And I thought this is not good because they're between me and that door. You know, and I said, okay. So the first thing I did is, I, I mean, and I actually said it out loud. I said, I just take authority over the spirit that's operating in this situation. In the name of Jesus, it's done. I'm here now, so this has to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And it did. And they stopped, you know, cussed each other out, and went and got in their cars and left. <laughs> you say, well... That was just that was just that was just a coincidence. I'm glad that those coincidences happen all the time. But see, that was a situation. It was a situation where we were coming, and it was volatile because I don't want you know people pulling out guns. I don't want to get hit by a stray bullet. Amen. Instead of taking authority over the spirit that's operating in the situation, why? Because you have authority. So why don't we do that all the time? Because we don't recognize that we're the ones taking charge of situations. When we come into this, we have to ask ourselves, who's controlling us? You know, uh, the word or the enemy? You know? (laughs) Am I controlling my life with the word of God? Or am I allowing the enemy to control my life with fear? Or to with doubt? Or unbelief? Or with offense? am I allowing the enemy to control my life by what other people say or what other people do or what they don't say or what they don't do y'all doing okay <laughs> amen but if we don't understand see see authority's not a matter of you just having your way and pushing things off on well I'm an authority here I'm going to do this here you know no you're not you're out of control you're not an authority the enemy is using you and you're going to get you know, you're gonna get whooped, you're gonna get nice. all, all of the, you know, just in, be in trouble because you're allowing the enemy to do it. When you're in authority, you have peace. Amen? And in righteousness, and you understand that thing, things change, hallelujah. And the reason that the enemy fights us so much, he fights us so much is because either he did one, one or two things. He either wants you to not ever exercise your authority and just think you can't do it. You're just not spiritual enough. You're just not strong enough. You're just not anything. Or he wants to push you way over here where you just get over and say, well, that's God. I'm going to try to do all this stuff and uh, cause all kind of havocs. It's amazing that, you know, we need to understand it takes faith to operate spiritual authority. It takes being led by the spirit to know when to do it. Amen. <laughs> now you notice I didn't run in the middle of that fight and start yelling at them. I stood way over here, right? but I said it out loud. Whether they heard me or not, I don't think they did. I mean, they were screaming, and yelling. So I'm pretty sure they didn't hear me. You know, I didn't yell it out, but I said it out because I wanted myself to hear it. How I many? You know, sometimes you need to hear. It's like, okay, I have authority here. You know, <laughs> I gotta kind of, kind of let myself know it's okay, right? i got to let myself know, hey, this is what's going on. Amen? Because here's the thing. I am thoroughly convinced the church is not doing what the church needs to do and not doing what God's called us to do yet. The power and the authority. I mean, come on. Where, where are uh, you know the prophets of God and the men of God and even just the people of God because we're all even greater than those things here? Because remember what Jesus said about John the Baptist? He said, John the Baptist is the greatest prophet. There's no other prophet in the Old Testament greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. Because you know he was in the Old Testament because the Old Testament is still, hallelujah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know that's part of the Old Testament, even though it's in the New Testament. It's the life of Christ, but it's still before the new covenant came in because it's still before Jesus was died and resurrected. That's why we got a new covenant. Amen. Our new covenant starts in Acts and goes all the way to Revelation. Amen. So it gives us the promises of God. That's why when you read the epistles and you read all these things in the letters and the revelation that Paul got, people want to fight. They want to push it away. They want to say, well, I'm just going to agree with Jesus. Well, that was a Jesus under the old covenant. Let's agree with Paul under the new covenant. And that's why because Jesus said he gave us a better covenant established upon better promises. But let's even take the old covenant. I mean, what about Elisha? How Elijah comes in and he talks about how terrible Ahab and Jezebel is. Amen. I mean, he's talking to the president, the king. He's talking to people that can kill him. Amen. And he's like, you know, he comes in and he's just as bold and as, as brash as he can be. Amen. Now, granted, he got into flesh and he got afraid of Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. You killed my 400 prophets. I'm going to kill you tomorrow. And he ran and hid. Amen, we know that. Well, hey, all of us can have a bad day. <laughs> Don't judge people on the carnality of one day. Give them a chance to repent, amen? amen? Hallelujah. But what about Daniel who served three kings, three different administrations, and not one time did he not worship his God? Not one time did he not honor, amen? Even when the other kings came in and they didn't do right. Amen. Amen. He still, every, three times a day, he prayed. Amen. Everything he did, he did in to honoring God. So it doesn't matter if you have an ungodly administration. doesn't matter if you have ungodly everything. I mean, he was in Babylon. It was ugly. In Babylon, he I mean, was ugly. Amen? But he was serving his God. So we have to understand where we're at, where we operate from, and who we are. Why do we need to understand our authority and our dominion? So that we can reign the way God wants us to reign. And when I say that, we've got the answers. Amen. You've got the answer how to lead for every sickness, every disease. You've got the answer for every situation because you've got God's word on it. Now, we don't really believe that. See, if we start believing the authority and the power that we have, isn't it amazing that the Bible says that these are those that have come here that have turned the world upside down. Talking about 12 fishermen. Actually, 11. You know, 11 because, you know, Judas, but 11 fishermen show up and change the world. 11. We got a lot more than 11 here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got a lot more. When you hear the word of God, says, says, well, pastor, what are you, what are you trying to get? Across? What I'm trying to do is to know who you are and what you have and don't let the world and all of the junk that's going on around you uh, stop you from being who you are in the kingdom of God or, and who you are and your answer to them is this is the kingdom I'm in. I'm not in that kingdom. So it doesn't affect me. When people say, well, aren't you worried about this? Say no. Well, aren't you worried about that? No, because the Bible says it's a sin to worry. So I don't like to sin. Well, aren't you concerned about that? No. Why not? Because God has a plan. And I know who I am. I know where I'm going. Now, it's not putting our head in the sand. It's not wanting not to deal with things. No, this. It's just that I'm not going to let that dictate my life. I'm going to let this dictate my life. Why? Because I have authority. Well, who's in charge? I am. See, that makes people nervous. But I'm not because Jesus, God's in charge. But through me, I bring authority and do what he says to do. Amen? I mean, we have to ask ourselves, okay, wait a minute. What's going on? What is happening on the inside of me? How do I need to do here? Amen? Because if we'll ever get a hold of this, it'll, it'll change your whole outlook on life. It'll change your whole thought process. Amen? Isn't it amazing? You know, how many of you ever had a situation happen where you've heard some news and it just Oh no, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen, I don't know what's gonna take place. You know? Hallelujah. And everybody is all upset and oh and, wait, and, you know, and I call the I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about my mom. And, and and her husband Jean which was uh, 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 her husband at the time there, and uh, they got mad at all the kids back in in, in uh, Missouri and other places there. And so, anyways, because they were all, so they snuck off to Branson and got to a place where there was no cell phone. <laughs> and so they didn't, you know. He so every day he would call his son. You know, their family decided, and he would call and, and talk to them about business and all this kind of stuff every day, you know, because he running the business. He was, it was his business, his son was running. So he's like, but so, but they got, you know, everybody was like trying to, here's what it was is because they were older, everybody was telling them what to do. And how they, well, you can't do this. You can't go there. You know, they started to be the parents of the parent being the parent all that kind of thing. You want to help. And I understand if it has to get to that, there are certain things. But on the other side of the coin, you have to, you guys, most of you know my mom. I said, I didn't set well at all. So I'm pretty sure it was her idea, you know. And uh, she did it. So anyways, I get a call from my brother. He says, hey, you know, we can't, mom, they're gone. We can't do anything. We haven't heard from him all day today. And I said, you know, I said, well, you know, and he said, everything's, you know, can can What's going on? What are we going to do? I said, it's, said, it's fine. They probably just, you know, let's wait. So the next day comes, they still haven't heard from them okay, still haven't heard, from, all of a sudden, he, so he goes over, breaks into the house to see if they're dead in there, and they're not, you know, because the car's gone, the truck's gone, and uh, anyways, so, because his kids are not saved, so they're, you know, they're frantic, they called the sheriff, they got the sheriff out there, they got everybody, they got a, they t- t- called the highway patrol, they got a, peep, you know, whatever that is, they got a whole thing going across the whole state trying to find these two lost folks, and so he calls me again, and everybody, and then also, now my brothers and sisters are all, what, wait, and I check my heart. I say, listen, time out, time out, time out, let's just calm down. Because, see, I'm the only, I'm the only preacher in the bunch. So it's like, hey, okay, time out. have got a little sense here. Let me check. I said, what are you going to check? I said, I'm going to check with God. I'm going to check with my spirit. I check with my spirit. I said, they're fine. Everything's fine. I don't know where they're hiding, but they fine. So on the third day, they show back up, and of course, you know, everybody's just, you know, I mean, I mean, it's like, you know, of course, the sheriff's there and everything. I mean, it's a big deal. You know, they've already, you know, it's all kinds of stuff, and uh, you know, my brother calls me, and he's laughing. He says, you're right. He goes, they just, they just ran off for three days just to see how we, nobody would find them. I said, well, you know, these old people can be mean, too. They can just be, you, got, you, got, you guys got to start being nice to them. So I called my mom. I said, Mom, you can't do that anymore. I said, you got you to let me know. I said, I don't have to let anybody else know, but you have to let me know. Because, see, if you don't, God's going to tell me anyways. She goes, okay. But, you know, but see, what happens is, is that but everybody panicked. Everybody panicked, and everybody believed the worst. I'll tell you another story we had a big ice storm when I was dating Miss Esther you know when I was dating her and there was this big ice storm and she was working in, 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 in Oklahoma and stuff It was in Broken Arrow so the, and, you, and you couldn't get it was like six, eight inches of ice on the ground and there was wreck, nobody there they had a whole thing they were shut down the, and you couldn't and she had gone to work and didn't come home to, and so her dad calls me and says hey is she over at your apartment? I said, of course she's not at my apartment. I get killed by you. So I not here, you he know, we not, we not married. We not even know. And he's like, when he's like all these things. And so he starts saying all this stuff that she, here's what's happened. I mean, he's saying she's been murdered. She's been this, she's been that. I mean, she's, not, I mean, he's saying all kinds of, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, Mr. Smith, time out. Calm down. I will come over and I'll pick you up. So I picked up him and, and, and her mom, and we're driving in an ice storm, and they're slipping, I mean, I'm driving, but hey, we're gonna go look for it, so we're looking and seeing, you know, and everybody put out, so the, the other brother-in-law puts out an APB about, hey, and they, so they got the, the, the Tulsa cops, they got Broken Arrow cops, we got everybody looking for can't find where it's at, oh my gosh, and he's like, the. Oh, and finally, he's just saying all this stuff, and, and mom's crying, and I said, time out, so let me just check, and I didn't know anything then. I'm not just a first year Raymond student. Don't know, but I'm checking the heart. I said, She's fine. She's okay. It's okay. She's okay. We're going to have to stop that. Just, just, just get that out of your head and don't say another word. That's not a good thing to say to your future father in law. <laughs> but I've got to stay focused here. So make a long story short, we actually found, she had been in in an accident, but what happened is she took one of her coworkers home, and she was in a parking lot, and a drunk guy had backed into her and hit the car, and Miss Esther wasn't letting him go until the police showed up, and and the police wasn't coming for a long time. So here's a situation, y'all know, you would understand that by her. So finally got there, got everything, you know, and it was like, and she was fine. said, Lord... How come these people all get crazy and just all of a sudden everybody, they're dead. This is what I, I mean, always the worst. But you know, in the body of Christ, we do that all the time. Because how many of us have thought, oh my gosh, where's this going? We're going to do this. We're going to lose this. It's going to be inflation. It's going to be this. <gasps> we're not going to make it. Oh my God, look at this. This is going down. This is under. We're not tied to any of that. Our prosperity, our healing, our blessing, our joy, our peace is not tied to the world. You have authority over that thing. You have authority over that thinking. You have authority over all that stuff because God told us we have authority to rule and to reign. How did so we take authority. First of all, we take authority over the thoughts. Amen. How do we give the devil authority in our life? By operating in doubt and unbelief. By operating in fear. By operating in his kingdom. Because, see, you've got to realize he does not want you to operate in the spiritual realm because that's, he wants to be in that. That was his realm. And since we were elevated, and that realm was given to us, and that's where we should operate from—from from a position of authority and power, of knowing who we are in Christ, what we have, and that God's on our side, and that He'll show us things to come. Amen. He'll show us things to come. Amen. See, most people they let the enemy keep them in the area of their mind. How many of you know your mind and your will and your emotions is very, very important in your life? Amen. And what happens, if the devil can keep you in the area of reason, he will defeat you every single time. He will defeat you in the sense of where, if you're trying to figure it out, <laughs> how to, what's going on, and you're trying to get the answer for the world, you're in trouble. Just figure out you how, to, and how you can stay in peace and how you can stay in joy. Amen. But if you'll keep him in the arena of faith, you'll defeat him every single time. What is the arena of faith? God said. The word says, I'm going to believe what God says. I'm going to keep peace. I'm going to let the peace that passes on, all understanding guard my heart and mind. Because here's the thing. How many you know God has all authority? Amen. He has all authority, all power. But the only way God exercises authority and power is through you and I. See, for God to have authority in your life, you've got to let him and you've got to exercise it which means you got to say, I'm going to side in with the Word of God. God said that he would meet and supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God said, hallelujah, that by his stripes I was healed. Glory to God. God said that I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen? God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me so that I can boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. God said that I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer in this life. God said that if I don't know something, I've got an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. God said I've got an anointing that abides on the inside of me that it, I don't need that any man teach me but that same anointing that abides he'll teach me all things. God said uh, that I'm going to finish my course. God said that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God said that all things work together for the good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. God said, God said and he said it would be unto me those who believe so I got to believe it. It's unto us who believe. It's unto us who believe. So if we're believers, we're going to believe what the word of God says. It's, it's the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word, who believe. To us who believe. So you've got to grab on and say, do I believe what God says? Do I believe this, hallelujah, in the word of God, so I'm not afraid of the future? I'm not afraid of what's going to go on. Why? Because the future is as bright as all of the promises of God. I'm not going to let the devil have dominion. I'm not going to take doubt. I'm not going to take unbelief. I'm not going to take fear, worry, anything. I'm not going to allow the enemy to take dominion over my life. I'm taking dominion over his. Hallelujah. And I believe that. No matter what's going on around me, I believe what the word of God says. Amen. Do you want me to keep quoting more scriptures too? We can keep going. The key is the key is is that you've got to get the word of God in you. You may not be like me, okay. I'm not telling you that you have to do all of that, but I am telling you that one word from God, one scripture from God, can defeat the devil in every area of your life. It can. God can give you one scripture and it'll deliver you. And like I said on, a, you know on. Wednesday night there. If if you can you seem like you're in a blockage. You're in a in bondage. Seems like you can't get. Then that's when hey, let us lay hands on you. Let us pray for it. Let's take authority over the enemy. Hallelujah! Cast that devil out. Get you set free. Get you on the right track. Let God be God. And that doesn't so, oh, you mean I have a devil? No, if you got one oppressing you. If you got one trying to harass you, you know the devil always comes to try to harass. Amen. But if if you sense things. And don't try to do things by yourself. That's what the body of Christ is all about. It's there to help. You know, and God's never going to exercise authority apart from us. That's why he connected you to the body. So the body could help you. Amen? I mean, aren't you glad? In in, in, in Ephesians here, if you jump over to to Ephesians chapter 2. Man, we only got to right there, even though I've been swipping pages because I'm jumping all around. But Ephesians 2 verse 6. Hallelujah. It's so cool, you know, because this is what. Our exercise, our authority hinges on where we're seated. Amen? Ephesians two six says this. It says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Amen. He raised us up to sit together. Where's Jesus seated? At the right hand of the Father. Amen. And he raised us up together. He raised up Christ. Amen. Over here in Ephesians 1, but Ephesians 2, he raised us up together. See, when you look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 where it says, For we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers of might and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. We have There's a wrestling match that's going on. The key is you always look at the devil From this position, you're seated at the right hand of God. God kicked him out of heaven by the finger of God. He's under your feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God that you always looked at. If anything, he tries to raise his ugly head. Glory to God. We have authority over him. Amen. 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 Because of what Jesus did. Jesus made a show of him openly, triumphing over him. And he, he stripped him of his power. He took the keys of death and hell, amen, of death and the grave. He took those things from, from the enemy and he stripped him of his power. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, when it says, or second Corinthians chapter 2 says that he, what he did was is that he totally brought these people to nothing, amen. I mean, the enemy's got a big mouth. And yes, there's power. And and if you 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 believe it, he can defeat you. But if you believe the word of God, you'll defeat him every single time. So we got to get the word of God on the inside. That's why we have churches, why we have services. That's why we do things, why we get the word of God on the inside of us. But hearing the word's not going to do enough. It's not just hearing. You got to actually eat it and you actually got to do something with it you got to actually get to a place, amen, you got to get to a place to where you've actually used it so you can know what you have. you got to put your faith up against something. You know, I grew up, you know, in, in different times in the 60s and 70s, and so anyways, but in the 70s there, there was a show on called Happy Days, and if you didn't know about that, well, anyways, there's all kinds of reruns, so you may have saw it, but anyways, so... Fons, he's trying to make Richie a tough guy and Richie's like he's trying to make saying, Well, what's he, what's going on? And uh because he's telling him what Richie, how he's supposed to act, how he's supposed to do. So he's gonna fight this, you know, thug. And Richie's like, well, what's going on? He said, well, He's just pounding this. He said, Why isn't it working, Fonz? You told me I'm doing all this tough stuff. I'm doing he said, Well, one thing I forgot to tell you, you have had to have hit somebody before. There's gotta be a little bit of history where you, you actually have been involved in a fight. <laughs> He said, Fonz, that's not a good thing to to not tell me now. So I'm about to get get killed here, okay? See, the key is, it's like what happens when you come up against the enemy, the enemy's going to rise up and say, hey, do you really believe that? Yes, that's right. You know, one of my other favorite sayings is this, is when, you know, the movie Crocodile Dundee, that when that guy pulls a knife, and she's like, oh, he's got a knife. And he looks at that, he says, that's not enough. And he pulls out that big old honking knife and says, this is enough. (laughs) So, when the devil comes and he starts telling you all these lies and all the, it says, That's not truth. This is truth. This is truth. Let me tell you how big truth is. You might be there, but this is truth. This is truth. Amen. I love that. I love that. Because we all look at, Oh my gosh. He's like, That ain't nothing. Watch. Amen. See, the thing, let's wind this thing up here. Amen. You know, having fun. Because what I want to get across is that our authority, our power is all, comes from him. It's not, in ourselves, we can't do anything. But in Christ, we can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? And here's the key. I'm thoroughly convinced if the church would ever get authority in their own being, that's where we need to start. Don't start looking out here, I'm going to take authority over this person. Don't go out and see some people fighting and say, I'm going to take authority over them and I'm going to go in there. Don't do that. You're going to get hurt. I don't want to have to come out and pray for you in the hospital. I Pastor, i tried to do what you said. <laughs> Boom. See, because I can sit here and tell you story after story about people who did that back in the day. They thought, oh, I'm going to exercise my authority because so-and-so said. Do you remember about the seven sons of Sceva, right? You know, they said, we're going to, you know, we cast you out by the, you know, in the name of Jesus of whom Paul preaches. He said, well, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who in the heck are you? But the devil will always come. If you don't have the word of God on the subject, the devil always will come, and he'll challenge you. And even if you do have the word, he'll challenge you. He'll challenge you. Amen? But, man, you need to welcome the challenge. When you pray, and you're believing God, and you're using the scriptures that God gives you in a situation, and it gets worse, oh, man, you're on the right track. your faith, you just got hit. And now what are you going to do? Are you going to look at what just happened? Are you going to look at what's going on? Are you going to trust in God's word? Because the only way you can defeat the devil in your life and the only way you defeat the devil is with the word of God. Jesus said, remember the devil came to him. Jesus said, it is written. The devil said something else. Jesus said, it is written. It is written. Remember when the devil said, yeah, but it's also written in the word of God. He said some things there, but then Jesus said, yeah, but it's also written, da, 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 da. Then he said, get thee behind me, he said, get away. And, and the Bible says he only left him for a season. He only left him for a little while. Amen? We see these things. because, But you've got to take hold. Oh, the only way you defeat the end, but get it in your Get authority here. Once you get authority here, once you get a win under your belt in you taking care of you, where all of a sudden something that used to offend you doesn't offend you anymore. Something that used to just <gasps> rock your boat doesn't rock you anymore or doesn't rock you as hard. You're taking steps because you're gaining authority and you're I'm gaining authority over my emotions. I'm gaining authority over my thoughts. I'm gaining authority hallelujah, over what people think, what people say. I'm gaining authority and I'm believing what God says. Hallelujah, glory to God, That's going to change, change everything in my life. And then you keep doing that until... You start believing what John 14, 13 says. I quoted you, John 14, 12, that says the works that Jesus does, we do also. John 14, 13 says, Ask anything in my name, and I will do it. <sighs> don't, don't add to that. Don't add to it. Just, just, just think about that. Not, not, there's, there's no, I mean, ask anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, if that wasn't enough, he said, in the next 14th verse, he said, anything you ask the Father in my name, he'll do it. So not only will I do it, but my Father will do it. Now, that just, when I read that, I go, "Uh, Lord, I ain't got all the revelation of that yet. Hallelujah, I've asked a lot of things that haven't happened. I've asked a lot of things, and I just keep meditating on that. But all of a sudden, it becomes life to you. And then you realize your words. Amen? You realize that your words are vitally important. Did you know that your words are very, very important? One of these days, I'm going to take all my sermons that we never finish and put them together and finish them. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. But uh The thing that I I, I tell my wife, she does, I do all the time. So it's like, hey, I have way too much, way too much notes, but that's okay. I'd rather have more than enough. Amen. Because you never know what the Holy Spirit's going to take from each one and get it to you. Because folks, listen, we are the end time workers. We are the body of Christ that's going to reach the world. We're it. Tag, You're it. we're it, we're we're the hope we're the hope we're the hope we're uh, the joy, we're the peace we're the rationality, we're the sense amen, that's who we are we're the body of Christ that has the answers for the world today and that answer is Jesus that answer is in the word, the word of God amen, yeah, hallelujah bow your heads, bow your heads hallelujah, thank you father, thank you lord Jesus thank you father God (laughs) chi a canto vaste doste che non rianno ma so pori hanno conto va non riassuto ia che so deve ma io tore va che to deve nor da manto barasco tra cara coso un'aria coso nda vaste tele no si alto becasto ne che recante no si alto re bacaraba oh ria canto nasior vacase de to rete l'arianto Hallelujah, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that has come to try you or things that have gone on in your life at times, the enemy comes in and comes in like a flood. But I always raise up a standard, says the Lord. I always raise up, and I always give an answer. And I always give peace, and I always bring joy. And I always will be there to make sure that you finish your course. And that you finish it with joy. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha So don't look back and say, yeah, but I thought about this, or I tried this, or I did this. No, 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 no. No, no, you can't change what you didn't believe in the past or what you didn't do hallelujah but what you can change is from this moment on and this moment forward taking hold of the word of God and begin to decree and to declare that which it shall be in my path, life and in my path it'll be that which the word of God says because I'm going to declare the word I'm going to declare the word and as you declare that word my word will accomplish where I sent it that's why I've given you that word that's why I've given you that scripture did you not know that my son on the earth he cast out spirit? by his word. Did you not know that I sent the word and it healed them and delivered them out of all of their troubles? That scripture is given so that you might have faith to know that I send the word and when I give you the word it delivers you out of all of your troubles. It'll set you free. Hallelujah. And it'll cause victory to come. It'll cause joy to come and you'll see and know Oh, God is on my side. God really is helping me. God really is on my God really has his hand upon my life. And then it'll cause you to have boldness. Boldness. Boldness that you're unashamed of the gospel. You're unashamed of, of being a Christian. You're not ashamed to be a Christian. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because you know you're on the right side. You're on my side, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Recognize and understand the authority in which has been said and which has been taught. The authority that I gave to my son on the earth is the same authority that I've given to you. And he actually, because of what he did, gained even more authority on the earth because he defeated the enemy. He defeated the God of this world. He defeated Satan. Hallelujah. And he turned around and he gave that authority and that power to you as the body of Christ, as the church, the church, the church. Oh, hallelujah, the church. That entity and that, that institution that's going to bring back the king. That's us. that's us. That's us. That's us. That's you. That's me. And don't think that it's hard. Don't think that, oh, I don't know if I can do. No, because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I'll give you words. I'll give you the strength. I'll give you everything you need to succeed, says the Lord. So you just rest in me. You just have peace in me. Let the quietness and assurance of your righteousness cause you to rest and cause you to let God lead you and guide you and direct you. Hallelujah. (laughs) And you'll see, wow, look what the Lord hath done. And you'll begin to testify. You'll begin to acknowledge, man, this is what God did for me. This is what God did. Oh, I saw new. Oh, it's so sweet to see. Because we all need to see God moving in our lives. We all need to see him moving in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we honor you and love you and praise you. We do. Lord, we do thank you and pray that you admonish us, you strengthen us, you encourage us. You are such an incredibly wonderful God. Lord, I thank you for every person here. As every head's bowed, every eye's closed. Father, all the people watching, my heart is, it's just, you're just bubbling over on the inside of me. You just want me to get across that we are the body of Christ. That we are members, you know, one of another, that we're members in particular, hallelujah. Each one of us, you've got a plan and a purpose. You've placed us in the body as you wanted each one of us to function. So, Father, thank you, hallelujah, for your grace and your mercy. Because, Father, the greatest thing is getting people born into the kingdom of God, getting people saved. I always teach the body of Christ. I always teach believers because I'm a pastor, I'm a shepherd, I'm always with the sheep because I want to encourage the sheep. I want every flock around. I want the world. I want all those that are straggling, look and say, man, I want to be a part of that flock. I want to be a part of those sheep because they're fat and flourishing. Hallelujah. Because God's doing good things. Amen. That's my heart. I'm a shepherd. Hallelujah. But Father, also, when I see one that's lost, I want to go find him. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, or you're here today and you've fallen away and you need to come back home, you need to come back, or you're here today and you're just really confused. There's so much going on, you're confused. God's not the author of confusion. The enemy is. He loves you. He cares for you. Jesus died for you. It's simply coming back and saying, Lord, here am I. If you're coming back to God, it's like the prodigal son. He came to himself and said, I'm coming home. And he ran home. And when his father, the Father God saw him, he ran to him. God's running to you because he's so glad you're here. But you've got to make the decision. You've got to make uh, uh, that move. You've got to say, yes, it's me. You've got to raise your hand and say, that's me. So if you're here on any one of those three invitations I gave or any three in- in situations, just raise your hand. Let's pray. Let's pray, because God loves you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. See, and if you're watching, praise God, that's for you. The way to get born again is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. And that's all I can do. Call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Well, the body of Christ is here today. Lift up your eyes and lift up your heads. Because, you know, understanding this, that's why, you know, I, I teach to the body of Christ because I'm trying to keep the body of Christ saved. Trying to keep him sanctified. Trying to keep him on fire for God. God wants that. His desire is that. Amen? And, you know, isn't it crazy he chose you? <laughs> Amen. You know, I get invitations all over the world to go preach. And it still amazes me. I'm still so humbled, you know, even when I'm going to be going next week. I'm so, I'm so humbled to think that anybody would think that I could help. I love people with all my heart. That's all I want to be is I want to be God's servant. I want to help and I want to do. And, uh, you know, just want to bring a word in due season. I want to, I want to encourage. I want to strengthen the body of Christ because that's my calling. But it still amazes me that God called me to do what I do. You. you know, and I'm trying my best to do it good. Don't know how good I'm doing it, but I'm trying. And keep going forward, amen? And that's what you have to do. You know, that—that's what, that's what you have to do, you know? Amen. I love you. Let's all stand up. We're going to have a prayer team come forward if you need to have prayer. If you need to have prayer for any of those invitations or any prayer for anything, they're here, they're anointed and blessed. The anointing is upon them. I love you. God loves you. Hey, listen, God bless all of you watching. We'll see you on Wednesday. All the, all the, see all of you guys on Wednesday. God bless you. Love you all. You're dismissed.